Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast. And for the very, very first time, Dad and I are actually recording in the same room over at Acast HQ. Dad, we are in their brand new studios and it's so nice to be here. There's a few things to report on. First of all, I'm down here for a gig and Dad and I spent a couple of days together hanging out. That's all very nice. But when we get to the building to record this podcast, what are we across the road from, Dad? Paul, that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Um... Those listeners that listen, and to be a listener you need... To listen. To listen. Yeah. ...will be aware that I took a photograph from a plane a few, I guess, a week and a half ago, Mm -hmm. a few kilometres out from Sydney, and I saw a building well alight. Yes, this is the one that, yeah, everybody... Yeah, this was a big... It was glowing white hot. Mm -hmm. And as an ex-fiery of 10 years and a ladder driver, I immediately thought to myself, fuck, this is major yeah like it's literally white hot it's so hot and i couldn't quite believe what i was seeing it was almost it was definitely surreal and as it turns out not only are we here today in sydney Mm -hmm. the very first people to use this magnificent studio yeah but we are get ready listeners we are in fact when we were concerned whether or not we could actually get into this building mm-hmm. because it's a crime scene well, not, still. Well, not this building. but No, not this building. But the bu- literally the building next, next to door. this building mm. is the building that burned down. It's the, uh, it's the one that basically ate up the news headlines for 24 hours, mm. uh, the Sydney fire. We are across from the ruins of the building. Yes. Now, obviously the case is technically ongoing to the point where there was a massive police truck, there was police tape, Huge construction vehicles. The whole place is a... It's like a war zone. I mean, it's... Correct. It's, it's massive. It's very intense. And the one of the members of staff here, mm-hmm. we only found out this morning, he had his car yeah. in a car park underneath that building. And his car, uh-huh. still a yeah. week and a half later... Yep. You can't get to the car because it's a swimming pool. It flooded and it was full of ash. And Dad, did he tell you the time frame, the rough time frame of getting his car out of there? Well, they can't. No, but he, they were told roughly how long it would take to get their cars out. I did not know. The remains of their cars out. Three months. Unbelievable. That but is insane. I know, it's incredible. Listeners, get ready for this. The crew, the amazing staff here yeah. at cast, when they weirdly, this is so weird, they, at 4pm that fateful day, mm. that's a Thursday, they went across to the pub. And unbeknownst to them, they were present and they were, they were sort of onlookers, bystanders. On the rooftop bar. I on believe. the rooftop bar. Yeah. But in metres of this inferno, and yeah. 
And I've been talking to them this morning and their combined reverence and respect for the power of fire is very much heightened. But here's a sort of a, a weird thing, I think you'll agree, listeners, that is that they were locked into the pub. They were not allowed to leave. It was inside the police court, and so they actually could not leave. And as a result, they sat there at the rooftop, and they said it was very hot. I mean, that that, mm. sh- that doesn't sound surprising, but at the same time, they were effectively within the blast radius. Now, what mm. I didn't figure out, Dad, was were they facing the side that had the collapse? Well, I've looked at it, and it basically... Look, they're so close to it, they would have experienced what's called radiant heat. Okay. Which is... I mean, Paul, this morning... Um, Christine, myself and you Mm. were having coffee and it was quite cool near our place and they set up a circular gas-fired, you know, portable heater. Mm -hmm. Did you experience the radiant heat? Yeah, it was was very nice. It's it's nice but it's it's visceral. You can imagine that times 100,000. Sure. You're talking something that is fucking scary. Yeah, and they basically just sat there and got drunk as they watched the building burn down. Yeah. You know. So they had some serious entertainment. I mean, I know that that's a very dubious term to use, but at this stage there has been no loss of life, which yeah. is which is good news. They're still putting out the fire. Wait, what? I saw a fiery there standing amongst the rubble with a hose. I mean, how do they get to the absolute seat of the fire? That's you know some fires have been burning for thousands of years? Really? Yes. So a week and a bit's not it's not record-breaking. You know, this is all very exciting, but what I will say is that visiting the ACAST offices is a big deal for us because we've been with ACAST for many, many years and they have so many wonderful podcasts on their books and we did a bit of a meet and greet and Dad was kind of chatting to the cast, uh, you know, the, the ACAST staff holding court and just charming the pants off them. It was really great. You told a few stories. You told the cat burglar story. You were telling anecdotes which we can't tell on air, which is super exciting. And then uh, one of the managers here points across the room mm. at what is effectively a storage closet. It's where they keep all their ACAST merch, their promo gear. It's where they keep their booze for after work drinks. It's like a little kind of room. Mm. And uh, they pointed to the door and they've named the room Loose Units. It has the name of our of our podcast emblazoned on the door in large letters in the font, in our mm. trademark font. Mm. So there's a room at ACAST named after us. How does, so that, does that make you feel good? Paul, I'm, I'm touched. Yeah. Um, there were so many people in the boardroom yeah. this morning it was, I mean, look, listeners, we're not doing, this is not an advertorial for ACAST. However, they, they look after us here. And if anyone's thinking about doing a podcast, mm-hmm. then they, they go to bat for you. And Yeah, they really have actually on every level. And I mean this sincerely and I won't dwell on this point, but they've changed our lives uh, they're just the, the best people in the world. Mm. Um, Dad, there is a spate of crimes across the US that I'd like to talk to you about very okay. briefly. Right. So have you heard of the Kia Boys with a Z? No. Okay, so the Kia Boys, effectively during lockdown, there was a TikTok challenge where a bunch of teenagers, 13, 14, 15 years old, figured out that if you unscrewed the housing around the ignition on a Kia or a Hyundai between I think 2012 and 2021, mm. if you unscrewed the housing and jammed a USB drive, any USB drive, because mm. of the shape of it, into the ignition and turned it, you could start the car because it would override all of its sort of um, mm. you know uh, safeties and whatever. Mm. And so 
this thing happened where I think about 104,000 cars from these models have been stolen over the past uh, year or so. There are certain states in which it's become a basically an epidemic. And if you own cars from those brands, Kia and Hyundai, that were made within those years, you cannot get insured anymore. Incredible. And the manufacturers were asked to do something about it. Initially, they said, uh, sorry, we can't. And then they issued a uh, like a software update for certain specific models where their fix was the alarm will go twice as long. Whoopie-doo. Yeah. Now, joyriding is obviously a very real phenomenon. What was happening with these, though, was that these cars were so easy to steal that teenagers were filming themselves stealing the cars and then sometimes doing multiples per night. So their objective was not to use the cars to steal or to sell the cars. It was just, it was solely about joyriding, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on joyriding as a crime? Well, it was um, prevalent um, when I was in the New South Wales Police Force. The reason it's called joyriding, and I'm not sure whether that term's used overseas, but here in New South Wales... They needed this sort of sort of lesser offence because to steal something, one of the proofs we've discussed previously about the proofs like ingredients in a cake, if you take out one of the ingredients, you no longer have the specifics that you can charge that person with. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about stealing, one of the key ingredients or proofs is to permanently deprive the owner of the item. If you're going to take a car for a joyride, in other mm. words, 30 minutes you might want to just get from A to B instead of using an Uber. You're technically borrowing the car? You're borrowing the car. Oh, that's weird. Okay. So you'd sort of take it from point A, deposit it 99 times out of 100 undamaged. Yeah. Unless you're un very unlucky. For example, imagine you're driving the stolen car. Um, you've only been in the car for a few minutes and you get pulled over by RBT. You make that decision. Am I going to pull over? They're going to say... Have you got your driver's license? Blow into the bag. Even if you're intoxicated or not, it's problematic because you're going to be shitting yourself. Any decent police officer that's into sort of even moderately basic body language is going to realise, and you're probably going to have a few friends with you. Yes. So. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Look, at that point, you are then going to decide to put the foot down and off you go. And you're probably going to drive beyond your capabilities. There'll be a pursuit car set up at the, at the, at the RBT, for example. Mm-hmm. They, they're always set up and they're ready to just, they run and they turn her on and they plant it. And they're using serious motor cars today, yeah. BMWs, like high performance cars. If they're chasing a Kia or Hyundai, with respect to those brands that are affordable, they're not known for their pickup. You know, yeah. So these aren't high octane vehicles. No, but you're probably then going to crash the car, which is really bad. And because that is, you're going to kill people. But that's happening. So that's there happening. was one case where a, I think a 14 year old boy doing the challenge struck the side of a bus, and I think the person in the bus, the driver, actually died as, as a result, and the 14 year old is in hospital. Mm. It's tricky because lawmakers don't know what to do. No. They're saying we actually kind of can't stop it because the vehicles can't be recalled, the, the error can't be fixed. You would have to send your car back to the manufacturer. In fact, I think there's a three-month wait on repairs for these because of the high... So people are getting their cars back. Yes, it is joyriding. They're finding their cars, but oftentimes the cars are almost written off mm. as a result. Yeah. Uh, if you go online, you can actually see, I think, a journalist from the States talked to one of these um, TikTok people with a balaclava on and the the guy he was interviewing actually talked him through how they do it. Mm. So by trying to cover the event, the journalist inadvertently taught more people oh, how no. to do it. Incredible. Paul, I find this problematic insofar as with AI, for example, um, and self-driving motor vehicles, mm. uh, imagine in your wildest nightmare that they managed to tap in yeah. to the onboard computer system. An AI. Yeah, and right. then they control the car. And it's, it's look, there are things that are going to happen in the future. I know, it, I, know I harp on about it a little bit, but it's creating all sorts of dramas. And sometimes with car manufacturers, we need a problem to be highlighted for them to know what it is so that, that they can then sort of, in this case, possibly retrofit. But the, the money, and because they're cheap motor cars, I mean, I say cheap, you know, sort of a, it's not a, it's not a, a put down, mm. but they're relatively affordable. Affordable is the word, yes. And because they build this incredibly low cost into the end price, it's not then economically viable for them to do massive recalls. You know, if it's an Aston Martin or a Ferrari, mm. it's a different kettle of fish. A, a thousand percent. I guess I'm very curious because I've listeners, you all know I don't drive. But if I do drive, I'll probably be driving something pretty affordable. And now I'm sitting here worrying that the car Tegan and I own is in that bracket. Mm. I don't think it's hit Australia yet. I don't think no. this trend has hit Australia. No, but what I'd like to um, sort of you've 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 sort of rekindled uh, an event, Paul, that happened yesterday, 
in our storage facility where I keep all my magnificent treasures. And Paul oh, said to me, <laughs> Paul said to me, he said, Dad, do you mind if I, if I, if I basically drive or, or steer? The trolley. The trolley. And we had a very rare collection of Paul's Star Wars wines Star that Trek, actually Star are Trek Star wines. Trek, yeah. that actually are, in my opinion, borderline priceless. Mm. Uh, and a good friend of his sh- shipped them out uh, here in his personal luggage, which is extraordinary. And Paul's going to get them to Melbourne tomorrow. So the brief was to pick them up. They were in my storage. We put them on board the, the trolley. The first thing Paul said to me that I found sort of not condescending but a bit odd, he said, Dad, are you sure that they won't fall off the trolley? Okay, I deal in fine art, Paul. No, they were not going to fall off the trolley. But then you, and you were a little bit excited, like a little kid with a sort of just unwrapped a sort of a, you know, a Christmas present, a, some sort of toy with, with four wheels... And Paul begins to negotiate the relatively wide corridor <laughs> and well lit. Yeah. And Paul crashes it now, into into uh, one of the other people's doors. Hang on, hang on. No, it didn't crash it. Mm, it sideswiped. It nudged. And I just thought this is funny because here's a here's a guy um, that probably and with the greatest of love and respect, Paul. Mm. I think it's possibly a good idea that you remain a passenger and you are a very good passenger you're very attentive <laughs> can i just say this it's important to note that this thing looked like a shopping trolley like a big flatbed shopping trolley but shopping trolleys have an ability where if you push it sideways it operates on a any direction axis you can push it you can strafe uh, the shopping trolley for lack of a better term so as the weight started to push it to the left i started pushing the back wheels to the right to compensate. And what that did was, because they're not shopping trolley wheels, it kind of sent the nose further left. That's what happened. I mm. thought it was a shopping trolley. I didn't just go, duh, into the corner. No, it clearly wasn't a shopping trolley. Um, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a professional device. Yes, um, I looked at it. Okay. Anyway, then we get um, all the wine home. Yes. And then l- I'm wrapping. I used about 200 metres of bubble wrap yeah. to wrap the bottles and pork. Again, offering his words of wisdom forgetting that I've been dealing in antiques and precious objects for 40 years. And he said, do you think you, that has enough bubble wrap around it? And I said, Paul, they're going to be safe. So, Sorry, how many metres? A, a lot. 200 metres. A massive roll. 200 metres? Well, 12 bottles. What. Hang on, what's the math there? How many metres per bottle? Okay, probably 12 metres. You think 12 <laughs> metres of bubble wrap per bottle? No, no, for the lot. For the lot. 12 metres? Yeah. Okay. A slight exaggeration. Which is something we're known for here at Loose Units, yes, yes. Um, Paul, this studio... It's beautiful. To think that we're the first... Listeners, as you're listening to this, um, I I want you, I'd like you all to realise that what you're hearing now is the very first... I know we we mentioned it at the beginning, but Mm. this is the first time this recordio... Recordio? Ooh, you've coined coined a new terrible word. (laughs) Shit. This this studio yes has ever been used. We basically christened it. It's pretty exciting stuff. I think what I'm very curious about is, Dad. Um, we don't record in a studio together. No, you record in your kitchen. I record in my study. Mm, I don't like to sort of the kitchen's. It's borderline between the living room and the kitchen. It's sort of a bench, an island, and I think we we, we need to sort of kitchen sounds sad. You, you record in a, on a kitchen bench, is what you do. Um, and I do have a towel. You do it for baffling, yes. For, for baffling. For noise cancellation. And I, and I make the place nice and dark but to create I'm, a studio-like atmosphere. I'm not saying you don't create an atmosphere. I'm saying it's really nice to be in an actual, honest-to-God studio. Back when we first did the first season of Loose Units, we would head to Castaway Studios in Collingwood and we would record, we'd batch record episodes. Mm-hmm. 
I think what might be nice is at some point this year, we come to Sydney mm. and do, say, four a day Love for it. three days. Love it. And just really crank them out in person mm. and it'll just create a certain vibe. Love it. But, Dad, you mentioned something to me earlier. You said you had a joke for me. Mm. Your pressing concern is that the joke won't make the podcast. I know it won't. You know and it won't? I, I'm quite sure I'd love it to make it. Yep. And Christine, her, her eyes rolled back like in a scene from The Exorcist. How about this? If it doesn't work, mm. if the punchline is offensive, I will just bleep the punchline. I like it. Yeah. And people will probably, with clues, yep. be able to figure out. So I, li- I like the idea of telling a joke. Last week's joke uh, with the zebra, I found uh, particularly entertaining. So, Paul, I need to look at you. Right, I know that you're sitting opposite me. Yep. So, it's a it's a Q and A joke. Okay. Okay. So, what do you call two nuts on a wall? What do you call them? Walnuts. That makes sense. Nuts on a wall, walnuts. Yep. What do you call two nuts on your chest? Chestnuts. Correct. What do you call two nuts on your chin? Chin nuts. Dick in the mouth. <laughs> sitting in a beautiful state of the art room. And this is the first thing that is... We've sullied this room now. I think it's a good joke. It's not a bad joke. Mm. Um, I hope it makes it. <laughs> Look. And bearing in mind, my mother listens to these, so... Oh, I'm going to have to bleep it now? No, no, she's very... She's she's broad. She's very cosmopolitan. Um, Margaret Verhoeven, if you're listening, hello. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Dad, do we have anything else we want to talk about today? Well, it's exciting to be here. Um, great things happening with Lucy and it's that we can't mention but things are happening and and thanks for sticking with us everyone um we're in our fifth year which is extraordinary um and we have thousands more stories hey listen we had a bunch of listeners say it'd be really nice if you came to sydney to do a live show Mm. that is absolutely something we are looking into right now we just need to find a venue and a time that works but also i'd like a show of hands from listeners who are across the pond who would like to see us do a live show in london and if so where would you like us to do the live show in London? Because yep. it is something we are legitimately considering. Mm. I'm curious as to how our energy will translate for a British audience. Oh, I think pretty well. Really well. Yeah. I've just come back from England and I love England. Mm. I love, I particularly, I, why, <laughs> why are you laughing? Particularly. Um, I, I think London is a walking town. What does walking that mean? city. It means you can walk there. It's not hilly. I don't think there's a hill in London. Yeah, there's a few. Mm, don't think so. Dad, I've walked not, up and down a few hills yeah, in London. No, not like here. What do you mean not like here? I mean up in the hills district, yes, but I'm talking about London. Yes, in London. No. There are hills in London. Mm. Notting Hill has several hills. Well, I call them gradients. What is a hill if not a gradient? I mean, I've always laughed at people that try and give themselves social status. They live in a particular suburb, but they say, oh, yes, that's such and such heights. And you look at it and it's about three metres above sea level. That's not a height. I mean, technically it is. is this re- does this real, really bother you? Um, you said it's always bothered you. Well, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's weird and a bit sad. I mean, it's like if you live in a valley, right. which is a metre below sea level. Okay. And you say you live in, you know, some trench. No one lives in something trench. There's no suburbs called... No, I didn't say that. I said a trench. A trench. Yep. Right. Which would be a tiny house. Technically, you live in a trench. Mm, that's not correct. Okay. This uh, is all the time we have, unfortunately. 
for this very odd in-person episode of Loose Ends. Next week, we'll be back with a brand new episode of Loose Units. I'm so excited for you all to hear it. In the meantime, I am off to do a live gig. I'm helping launch Diablo 4 uh, at a live venue in Sydney. I hope to see you there if you are one of the small number of people that were invited. And uh, next week, I'll have a bit of a story about that, actually. A very, very odd story I told Dad, which he, which tickled him somewhat. Paul, yes? something exciting is happening tonight in London, isn't it? Oh, yes. So listeners may or may not be aware that I flew a vase to London. In first class? Well, I don't like to say that. Okay. It's weird, but the, the vase did get its own suite, <laughs> which is absolutely odd. Mm. Um, but, you know, amazing. But that particular vase that I hand-carried to London mm-hmm. is selling tonight in at Sydney time or 11am British mean time or whatever it is. Mm. So next week I'm going to let the listeners know. Whether it's sold or not. Whether it's sold or not. Great. Well, stay tuned for updates. In the meantime, have a wonderful week every... Weekend? Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and we will see you next week for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.